Merry New Year! Hello, greetings. This is Stev with a Bev with Stev 2018. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry New Year. I'm so sorry for the delay. Let's turn this off. I've actually, um, that was very loud, wasn't it? Sorry. I've actually um, had a broken laptop. That's why there's been no Bev with Stev for a couple of months. And also the holiday period. But I have three in the bank for you, um, starting with today's episode, which is a Britpop Brighton special. The first bit you're gonna hear is actually about seven months ago when Emily and I went to Sardinia and you know in a relaxed mood I just started reciting Oasis lyrics to a born and bred American who's never actually heard the lyrics and I, I think they tried to hide it anyway on the songs didn't they by turning the guitars up and if you read Oasis lyrics they're quite funny but I didn't want to, I had it available to go in my Alex Lipinski episode, but I didn't want to offend any Alex Lipinski fans who are Oasis fans, but so am I, and the lyrics are rubbish, but, um, and then the second half, Emily and I are actually down in Brighton where it was serious rehab, exhaustion from the year, and just like being running around, and we went to see Liam Gallagher, um, Emily got me a ticket for my birthday, and it was amazing, <laughs> it was brilliant, so it's a commentary on a detox following you know a Liam Gallagher gig as good as that can get and we're talking about Britpop we're talking about Brighton we're talking about the 90s some upcoming episodes I have is a live evening with So Far Sounds where I recorded myself hosting one of the nights which is a live music thing that's in about 300 cities in the world where it's secret gigs and people turn up and sit on the floor and get pins and needles but it's all very nice and fun uh, then we have a ne- another episode where we're going to be reviewing crisps so if any of you actually listen to this and you follow the podcast and you want to be involved, let me know because obviously I'm going to have an American's perspective on crisps, I'm going to have an English person, I'm going to hopefully have an Irish person, a European. We're going to get about 20 flavours of crisps. So enjoy the episode. This is a Bevel Stev. Please give me a five-star rating. Have a great year, everyone. 2018 is looking good. You know, we got to just, you know, wages are going down, fares are going up. But love can remain, man. <laughs> So welcome back to the show. This is part one of Hotel no, Diego. No, of Emily Hears Oasis Lyrics <laughs> in real time. We've already done a f- couple of crackers. Here's another one, Emily. I don't know if I'm gonna play a clip in this or what, or just but here we go. Okay, do you want me to give you the name of an Oasis song and then you tell me the lyrics? No, because that might be too risky because some of the lyrics are not that... I think that will also that... run out pretty quickly because I only know like three. I don't feel as if I know you. You take up all my time. Okay. The days are long and the nights will throw you away because the sun don't shine. Nobody ever mentions the weather could make or break your day. No one ever seems to remember life is a game we play. I don't feel like that's true, especially for some a British person to say no one ever mentions the weather. Mm. This is kind of all people talk about, right? And why should it make or break your day? I mean, come on, toughen up. This is supposed to be a lads band. We live in the shadows, and we had the chance and threw it away. I like this bit. And it's never gonna be the same, because the years are falling by like the rain. It's never gonna be the same, to the life I knew came, comes to my house and says... Hello. And then it goes, hello, hello, it's good to be back. Oh, the paedophile the anthem. Carry on, yeah. So the life I knew comes to my house and says, hello? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hello, hello, it's good to be back. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Stupid. 
On the biggest selling album in British history, it's also followed by Roll With It, which we'll do in the next segment because we're now at the restaurant. Oh, look, there's a lizard. Where? Oh, there you see it. Or a salamander. Went in the hole. Uh. Just like Oasis. Okay. Bye. So here we go with the second track on What's the Story, Morning Glory. <clears throat> you got to roll with it. You got to take your time. You got to say what you say. Don't let anybody get in your way. Because it's all too much for me to take. I mean, this was a big anthem for me. I loved it. I learned the words and I didn't know what they meant. Don't ever stand aside. Don't ever be denied. You want to be who you be if you come in with me. This is where it gets dodgy. I think I've got a feeling I'm lost inside. I think I'm gonna take me away and hide. I'm thinking of things that I just can't abide. Now this is where it gets really dodgy. I know the road down which your life will drive. <laughs> I find the key that lets you slip inside. He's just trying, he, he just got out a rhyming dictionary. Kiss the girl, she's not behind her door. You know I think I recognise your face, but I've never seen you before. I mean, this is bad, but this isn't close to, to the lyrics. Say. Yeah. All right, some might say, let's go into some might say. <clears throat> let's go straight to the chorus. Is this on that album as well? Yeah, it is. I've been standing at the station in need of education in the rain. <laughs> you made no preparation for my reputation once again. The sink is full of fishes. She's got dirty dishes on the brain. Oh my god. If it's overflowing gently, then it's all elementary, my friend. <laughs> it's really, really poor work. I mean, some might say Enroll With It are my two favourite songs of 2005, though. No, 95. Do you ever think, like, just how rich he is, though, from that? I know, and he was my hero. He started me writing songs, but yeah it's all a bit embarrassing now it's all it's like everyone's woken up from a hangover people that are my age but how could people ever like so people thought they were like the second half my finger up sorry the second coming of the, of the beatles or whatever how is that how is that possible well you know noel himself or some sort of oasis biography would say well what about john lennon i am the walrus i am the Eggman, goo 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 choo Right. He did write lyrics that meant something, yeah. I suppose. Wonderwall's good, though, isn't it? Today's the day, it's going to be the day, I'll throw it back to you. All the roads we have to walk are winding. I mean, it's hard to write lyrics, isn't it? All the lights that light the way are blinding. There are many things that I would like to say to you, but I don't know how. That's good. As some people would say, though, who am I to judge? Who are we to judge? But we could have been him, right? What's your favourite? Maybe you're going to be the one that saves me. After all, you're my wonder wall. It's not that bad. What's your favourite Oasis song? I do... Well, I used to like some, I'd say. That was one that got me into it. I like... But you probably I like, like Bring It On Down. And stuff, right? Not necessarily because... Bring It On Down, I like. What was that sound ringing around your brain? Today was just a blur. You got a head like a ghost train. I quite like this. It's like a Sex Pistol song. Um, you're out on your own, who are you going to find to blame? You're the outcast, you're the underclassed, but you don't care because you're living fast. Okay, are you ready? Uh, yes. Yes. Menu de today or a la carte? I think a la carte. A la carte. A la carte, yeah. A la carte. Come. Absent for a full day last week, Cooper. Now I understand that one day's bank holiday is not good enough for you. So you have to take two. May I inquire if there's any reason for this? Not really. Not ill or anything, will you? No. Mr. Cale tells me that you um, spent the weekend in Brighton. I imagine that you were involved to some extent in the disturbances there. Yeah, I was there. You weren't arrested or detained or anything like that, were you? No. I must say, I find your attitude fairly incomprehensible. 
I feel I must warn you, Cooper, that we cannot tolerate this kind of absenteeism amongst our junior staff. You've got a good steady job here, Cooper. Plenty of young men give their eye teeth to be in your shoes. Yeah? Well, find one then. Beg your pardon? You heard, I said find one then. Yeah, I'll tell you what you can do with your eye teeth and your job. You can take that mail and that franking machine and all that other rubbish I have to go about with and you can stuff them right up your ass. Here we are, live in Brighton. The sky is blue, we're by the ocean, we're watching shows about fishes, either eating them or fixing them. We've discovered that me and Emily love fish and now it's time to review Liam Gallagher Live in Brighton. Emily got me the ticket so I'm not guilty of going. <laughs> but it is my album of the year, as you were. So tell me about the experience, Emily. Um, yeah, I've never quite been to a gig like that before. You have, because we went to BDI in New York, no, but it wasn't no, the same. No, that okay. this was not this the same. Experience. Tell us about your experience as an American and civilised background, you know. Marble, from Marblehead, who likes to, you know, have sea bars and calm, calm evenings. It was definitely the blokiest gig I've ever been to. It was just loads of dudes and, yeah. you know, drinking, carling and... Carlsberg, actually. What was it? Carlsberg. Carlsberg's oh. a step up from carling. <laughs> Is it? I didn't mind a refreshing Carlsberg. Was it refreshing? Yeah, lads! It wasn't even cold. They couldn't handle it, could they? Like, it's in my soul to, uh be moving along to that music and drinking weak piss beer that was like watching that gig especially because where we were standing in the balcony like you got to be as much a spectator to the atmosphere of the gig as you were being part of it i've never i can't think of any gig i've ever been at where it was just like a sea of heads like bobbing to a rock gig like throwing each other around and thrashing and men on men's shoulders and like it's been an influx of new fans so some young blood ready to headbutt each other or whatever pints of beer just being chucked everywhere i mean i am so glad that we weren't down there he lives his life in the city and there's no easy way out and he loved it so much that after his encore he surprised everybody by coming out for another encore and the sea of people like running back into the center And for the viewers at home or listeners that are fans of Emily, Emily's mildly naked whilst doing this. Uh, That's up, Suntan. <laughs> Bit of flesh. Lovely. Um, and I bought two Liam Gallagher t-shirts because my um, my size is so complex. And now the newer, more expensive merchandise is quite stretchy. And I don't like a loose necked rim of a t-shirt i don't like those stretchy materials like the stretchy jeans i don't need the elastane in my clothes i know it's a cheapening mechanism so then we went outside just like the 90s as you heard just then they're selling the fake ones if an artist is big enough they'll sell fake merchandise outside and the fake material is actually better than the real material now because it's it's like fruit of the loom style t-shirt you know how big the medium is and how big the large is i'm still a large i'd like to get a large so then i can drink it afterwards and you paid 25 bucks for it inside and it was 10 outside wasn't it yes i spent 35 pound liam gallagher t-shirts we had two portions of fish and chips we're on brighton seafront at the harbour hotel it's delightful wouldn't you say yeah yeah it's really nice we had breakfast earlier and they did it they put the beans into a square no they put the eggs into a square they're really trying to gourmet it up (laughs) i know everything was served like in its own pot wasn't it It was all separate and when we came down here for my brother's wedding it was all a bit of a rush all a bit stressful and i don't think the hotel was all that that we were in and now we're in a sort of art deco pop art hotel the harbour hotel Mm. last night we came back and had a couple of drinks in the bar i don't remember much jumping wasn't it i don't remember much about that what were we doing just trying and you were saying that like these are they turned into adults now right the liam gallagher fans these are the expensive liam gallagher fans who were staying in here yeah because <laughs> a lot of the people in here did go to the gig but they're a little bit older and money beards and tattoos and they're having serious um discussions with their wives at breakfast probably about are we having kids or you know are we going to leave our jobs type stuff i was grateful for the length of the gig i have to be honest yeah, and so, yeah, it was only he only does an hour and a quarter, hour and a half, because you're used to going to the Springsteen gigs with me, three and a half hour. Uh, it's just too long. So tell me your favourite song, tell me your least favourite. Yeah, so I don't know the names of all the songs, but I guess 
the new single is was the one that was Emily's favourite is for what it's worth let's yeah. hear a clip of that now isn't it i'm on an oasis trail <laughs> right there it is for what it's worth and uh i think the least favorite is the one that you chose to go to the bathroom on and you said, which was slide away but you knew it was coming you go if this is slide away i'm gonna go yeah because uh the thing is with him his voice has deepened he's been singing through his nose for 20 years and drinking and doing drugs and all that and i'm gonna sneeze what you are right now yeah it's coming yeah! <laughs> that's such a relief when that happens. That's a live sneeze. No extra cost for that. Why don't I do a podcast on sneezing? That'll be all right. Maybe that was it. At least I did. What about people when you don't sneeze out there? It's like um, when you can't finish in a sex scenario. Not that that happens a lot for me, but you want to come sometimes and you, and you don't. And you just think, oh, fuck it. I'd like to confront you about how why you don't say bless you when people sneeze. Because it's bollocks. It's witchcraft. It's to do with the plague. And when people sneeze, you went, bless you, because it's like, oh, you're getting the plague. But I don't believe in blessings and religion. And I but don't it's... believe it. It's like, and I'm gu- guilty of this, touching wood. Fuck that. It's bollocks all of that and it's built for anxiety and fear so i'm not they do it in my fucking office soon someone sneezes busy busy i have to say how much i like you fuck off you know let people sneeze don't say anything they're enjoying it more if you say bless you to me then i feel obliged to go oh thanks like fuck off don't get involved in my sneeze that's my vibe yeah okay all right so that's a sneezing episode i've got a lot of anger about that clearly so slide away he can't sing that high anymore it's not you know a lot of people they have to lower the keys of the songs is it just a boring song i mean i think there were a couple of songs yeah i mean that's the thing it's blokes music and when noel used to write these songs oh it's a love song it's like a bloke's love song and it's it's okay but 
I don't need it. I don't think he needs to do any Noel songs, really. He did Live Forever at the end, which I think was the best song. Which, And again, I think he's lowered the key of that for his voice. But that's what he needs to do. No shame in that. What? He's trying to sing some of the songs, and they're still in the original key that he sang when he was 20. And now he's 45 or something. So, But anyway, that's not why I went for a beer. I just thought, oh, I know it's like a five-minute song. I'm not interested. It wasn't my least favourite. I think my least favourite, he played one of the rockers from his new album. Right. Which was like, just kind of by numbers. Um, and funny enough, I think you said something about the lyrics, because earlier in the episode we were in Sardinia, Emily, and uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about Oasis lyrics, but um, none of the lyrical uh, abominations are really on his new album, apart from the song Chinatown. Is that because he co-wrote it, though? Is it? Is it... Yeah, but he, he can write songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, that I was saying to you last night how I thought it was interesting that all these men are thrashing around to what are essentially like lullaby, like yeah. nursery rhymes, because they're yeah. all just these like, it's real basic mel- melody. I don't know. It doesn't seem like the kind of bro I, music. I enjoyed it. I was just singing along. Maybe. <laughs> You, were, really you, had, you had such joy on your face it was i mean his voice was a lot louder than the guitars i could have done with the guitars being a bit louder and the drummer's not that great because you need a real powerhouse to play this music and mm. you know he was doing it but he was like a young kind of weedy guy what was your favorite song? noel always has better drummers favorite song well was live forever which one and wonder was good there's sing-alongs man at the end some might say is my favorite because that's like the first single i ever bought and he can sing that one that's what's weird about that so he can sing some of them but they're not it's like i know my key for singing is kind of a or g sharp how you did know. it stack up in his your- key is not it's probably like you know it's not some so the songs are all over the place because they're written by different people some are really hard to sing and like they're very melodic that's why people like it but it also means everyone analyzes his singing because there's high and low notes in in a lot of the songs you know it's not like nick cave where he's just coming out and singing in one sort of baritone sort of level it's kind of um or you know tom waits or something how did it stack up against your expectation for the gig? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, well, this is all about people at home. The reason hasn't been a pod for a little while is because it's fucking busy life, man. This is stressful shit. I don't want to sound like Scrooge, but December is pretty hard to get through. You just got to get through the fucking... Because, like, I've been on the streets, man. It's like jingle all the way. People pushing me, you know. I feel like I'm looking for the action figure, but all I'm doing is trying to earn a buck, man. All sales are final. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. What did you call us? You have me, right? Con men, thieves, degenerates, lowlifes, thugs, criminals. The North Pole, them are fighting words, partner. Put them up. Relax, buddy. I'm not about to hit a Santa Claus. Come on, come on, what are you, chicken? <laughs> And uh, this is the Oasis episode, clearly. And we're down in Brighton, we're relaxing. We're going down to a spa in a minute. I'm going to soak my bruised body. I fell over on ice the other day, like something out of Home Alone 2. I slipped. My whole elbow is black and orange, like my hair. Is it true that the gigs that we see outside of London are actually better? Yeah, London's a fucking... London's a nightmare. It's nearly over, Emily. Isn't it? What's next for you, then? Well, not that shit. We're out of it. London, New York, the hustle. Fuck it. I don't know what's next. Writing at home. What's next? And my person of the year, apart from Emily, is actually EJ Verlaine. (laughs) But let me tell you, she questioned this podcast because she's a social media And she said, yeah, but you do. And I was like, when people do these fucking status updates... Oh, hashtag bless, that moment when you're doing this. Like, who is, who are you talking to? I, I said, not to her, but just in general. Mm. And she said, but you're the same. You do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, but this is fucking... This ain't a status update, man. This is, like, about something. 
or what do you think she made me question the validity of my podcast here what does it matter? it's a laugh though it's self-expression and i suppose a fucking status update is mm-hmm. but for me one is more interesting than the other hashtag blessed i'm on the beach look at me look at me look at me but i think this is like here we are liam gallagher capturing the moment also for us subjective though anyone could argue this is a look at me you know attempt as well but if we ever get divorced or you kill me or whatever Mm -hmm. this will be here for a measure of our time together it is like a photo i suppose what we're doing but i love it that we've got 20 episodes of my life chatting having a laugh capturing the moment and i suppose it's just for people to discover and have a laugh because i get a lot of enjoyment out of hearing you know mark maron have an interesting conversation with a you know musician or something steve austin having a laugh with some redneck um people talking about current affairs i enjoy listening to it it's an mm-hmm. escape from the people pushing you out of the way on the tube and you know worrying people trying to sell you things so that's what i'm trying to provide that ej got to go <laughs> the what Oh, the moustache. Right, so I've had a moustache for a month as well. And Emily's been getting sprayed. This is the main reason it's going, because when I talk, and I'm not even drinking right now, I'm spitting on you, yeah? It's just like residual liquid that's been... So how does Tom Selleck survive? That's why he's had so many many wives. Has he? How many wives has he had? I don't know, and he's in the fucking NRA. Tosser. I don't want to know that. Right, yeah, so I've had a beard and a moustache... Because, like, you know, just to keep things interesting. But now it's going, and I'm going to become really, really good looking next week. I'm going to put the contacts <laughs> in and everything. I might go to a sunbed. Um, no, I'm going to do it today because I need now. to go in the spa properly. But I'm not. My eyes are sore today. I'm knackered. I Two fish and chips and like seven pints. I know, and a Liam Gallagher gig. You slept until ten thirty. I slept. I needed to sleep for like five days on the trot. I was missing like a whole night's sleep. It's been hard, and I'm so glad to be here. Look at that sky. Look at the ocean. Look at the fish. Raymond Blanc. Look at your boobs. I'm loving it. (laughs) So, a Bev with Stev episode 18. This is probably just a short episode about Oasis and Liam Gallagher, which some of my uh, old cynical English mates are going to (laughs) hate. But I'm an Oasis fan. I was unabashedly at the time. Yeah. I'm not about to get a fucking live forever tattoo on my ass, but. That's what got me into music, man. And I like Liam. I like Men of the People. All the best music comes from the street, whether they're football hooligans or what. There's too many posh twats out there doing music that their dad owns, like, McVitie's or Universal Music. And we need, even if it is grime or hip-hop or what, the music needs to come from real people, from the council estates. Do you know what I'm saying, Emily? Because I'm, I'm, f- I'm from the working-class streets as Pharaoh as well, man. This one's coming to your spine. For the rest of this episode, I'm going to speak with a lisp. Just keep it interesting. Is there anything else to report? I used to have a lisp. Did you know that? No. See, I'm still learning. Eight um, years in. When I was in, through maybe third grade, I had to go out of, um, I got taken out of class and put into a separate room with a speech teacher. Jesus. And I had to speak into a mirror and say all my S's. Do it now. Say sugar. Yeah, it would be like that. You'd have to say like slippery and sugar, and and I've still got like a little bit of a sugar, sugar. But now I get. No, you don't have it at all. Well, that's because I was in therapy for years for it. Now you're a a voiceover actor. Yeah. 2017 has also been a year when Emily's become a voice actor. She's in the Savannas, as we documented in episode whatever it was, the July one. It's been a good year. Yeah. It's been a. It's been a really good year. It's been a busy year. 2016 was an abomination for most people, including me. Um, but yeah, 20 but politically, it's been a sh- shocking year. Oh, fucking politics! We can't even go there. But 2017, good year. 18, we got to do some changes. Yeah. We got to change. We got to shake it up. I'm gonna swim more. I'm gonna do an album of some sort, either the Rockabilly album or something. Yeah. Um, I might host a pub quiz. Right, Brighton, boobs and fish. <laughs> See you in a minute. Here's a new song. Um, so what's your, what song do you want to play, Emily, to celebrate? What's your song of the year? Glass Jar by Tristan. Fucking Tristan again. We did this this time last year and she wasn't even very nice to us in person. She was all right. Does she deserve the exposure? 
being played to 15 people here on the Steph Mayo oh, show. God, you're not giving her a very good introduction now. So you yeah, fuck her. Right, pick another one. <laughs> Why don't you pick something? You always do this to me. You ask me to pick a... <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> right, so it's you time to go... You ask me to pick a song and then you go, no, fuck that. So why don't... Don't ask me. You pick a song and you fucking play it. You asshole. One, two... This is not Tristan, this is John Morland with Salazar Blue. Arkansas River, Salazar Blue. This town never seen nothing like you. They got silver spoons for American gods. I wanna be stoned on American rods. Hotel, I have now slept for how many hours would you say over the two nights? Over the two nights? Well, what I know is that you went to bed at 7.30 p.m. last night, and I thought that was dangerous, but also that you would surely just wake up after like an hour, but you did just sleep until 9.30 this morning. 
the dream. Sleep sorts everything out. Earlier in the podcast, you'd have heard me getting angry about sneezing and stuff, which is annoying, but it was a, it was a testament to my my exhaustion. The three the cloud has been lifted from your face. You're my face, yeah. Now I'm going to shave the tash off. Uh, about five a.m., I went for a wee, and so did you. And then I gave you a, and then I gave you a kiss. And my tash was wet, yeah, and you just disgusting. <laughs> and that so was the end. You want when you you're fragile when you get up in the middle of the night, right? And you just kind of want to like, and you you leaned into me, and I was like, oh, do I want this? And then it was just like a walrus kissing me on the face. It was just soaking wet and dripping. Sorry about that. So the tash is going to go this evening, but not right now because we've just negotiated a late checkout. Emily, the negotiator. We're a good sales team though, Emily, because you wanted to pay £20 to check out at 1pm and I then came in with my my salesman self arrived. Oh my God. How about the other <clears throat> aspect of this? And I said, do you have to pay no matter what? The other way, and you want to fill up the free bottles of gin and sherry into empty bottles of water and pack them home. Because it's complimentary, so we need that. But what I want to talk to you about, Emily, after the break and after we've got our breakfast is the 90s. Because this is the Liam Gallagher episode the oasis episode um so we'll see you in a bit let's play a song by our friend his name's dan raza this song is uh very ronnie lane-ish it's called don't shoot the stars down here it is we have the same fiddle player but then again she's in about 160 bands in london but featuring barbara bartz dan raza here we are see you in a bit Girls with the dresses and the boys with the suits We'll stay on the floor, we'll call out for more And we'll dance till the music is through, that's for sure Welcome me, mama, till morning is here Stick with me, child, and don't disappear Outside the singing Dirty old town in the rain Comes a tumbling down Don't shoot the stars down, babe Don't shoot the stars down, babe Don't shoot the stars down, babe Don't you shoot The stars down I've seen the light Way in the distance Getting dimmer each night Don't lay me to water The well don't run Cause I've been waiting For so long Don't shoot the stars down, babe Don't shoot the stars down Don't shoot the stars down, babe Don't you the stars down. Don't shoot the stars down, babe. Don't shoot the stars down. Babe. Don't shoot the stars down Don't shoot the stars down, babe Don't you shoot the stars down Welcome back. So this segment is Memories of the 90s. 
Emily and I, this is very self-indulgent, but we, we've, we've done... Really Coldplay came out Coldplay first came about in 99. But yeah, what is your favourite year of the 90s and what happened that year? Maybe 96. What happened? My freshman year in high school. You were 14 or something? Yeah, it was really fun. And, uh, and that was also the summer of 96 that we came and toured around Europe with my family. We went to five different countries and I'd never been to Europe before, so... What was your favourite year of the 90s? I was going to say something like 97 when, like, What's the Story of Morning Glory came out or something. 95, that was. <laughs> We had Britpop. I feel sorry for American Away. You had the Smashing Pumpkins, and best thing you had was Friends, really. You know. Yeah, no, it was more like um, <clears throat> female angsty stuff. It was more like um, Lilith Fairy type stuff, which was good. You see, the the equivalent you're trying to equivocate the male American <laughs> Britpop scene, which wasn't. I mean, it was the sound of the '90s in America, Smashing Pumpkins and stuff like that. But it was the female movement was a little bit more powerful, like. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin and Ani DeFranco and I mean gosh even Alanis Morissette and stuff like that that was more what was popular I think bit of a hole though isn't it culturally it's not really a culturally movement is it I oh, suppose no. it's not like people are still <clears throat> hanging on to it now my favourite years of the 90s were 95 because there was a lot of stuff I was into the Oasis stuff is when I got into that yeah and I just turned into a bit of a mod that year got into that got into the clothes started listening to Who and Small Faces and all that stuff maybe a bit later in the 90s because Oasis were like the Beatles here in the 90s you know so whenever they weren't releasing something I got into other stuff Paul Weller like I say went back 99 was a good year though because I went on holiday to Magaluf got fairly experienced with a lot of things a little bit of Sandra in the sun a little bit of Mary all night long a little bit of Jessica here I am a little bit of you makes me your man I had sex a lot in Magaluf with people I don't even know you know the, the sort of sex you no comment. Um, no comment. <laughs> the mic wasn't even on, yeah? Viewers want to know. I had sex in 1999 with a woman who'd been sick. I think she brushed her teeth. And we were going around this condo thing looking for a Johnny. Of course men do when they're trying to work out how to do it and stuff. And I once was on the beach. I often say it as a joke, you know, when I, I, I kind of uh, talk to someone I haven't met before and I sort of make a joke, go, are you the girl that was on the beach in Magaluf in 99 <laughs> who, who lost her top and had to go back to the hotel naked? <laughs> <laughs> and 99 is also the year I went to uni, which was good because I, I was around people like me for the first time. This tash is so long, can't even speak. Yeah, I was around like-minded people that also were a bit modish, into music, into stuff, act, into actually, into stuff, yeah. cultural stuff. There was no real low point of the night. 98, I don't remember being that great. I don't know. <laughs> There's always good years followed by bad years, but I'm interested in the American experience in the 90s. What else happened? Oh, God. I've, I've given a lot away there. I need to hear some secrets. <laughs> Can I handle them, though? That's the question. Sure. Emily's probably doing heroin like in 1993. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm comfortable, you know, being the epitome of the American experience in the 90s. Well, what's the best episode of Friends for you? The thing is, is that Friends, being an American show, was obviously a big in America. It is not, it is not what it is in England. Like, I guess it's like chocolate here, right? Like, we also have chocolate in America. Americans like chocolate, but they're not like obsessed with chocolate and ready to like break That's it it's not any good though. discuss what your favorite chocolate is and stuff like that. Friends here has a certain subculture that it doesn't have in America. But that's also because it doesn't play 24 hours a day on a channel in... There should be a Friends channel by now, shouldn't there? You just turn it on, you know what you're going to get. Why? What is your favorite? The best episode is one where they're getting ready to go out. It's a simple... 
it's a simple idea they're going out all of them together and they're all getting ready and it's the one where Joey puts on all of Chandler's clothes and does the lunges and that yeah and Monica leaves a voice message on Richard's answer phone going oh maybe I'm getting my period I don't know you know she's like no it's funny yeah, funny episode you like the one where Ross is in the ba- gets in the bathtub with the um, remember with the baby powder yeah, that's one of the funniest skits. For this form, the paste. <laughs> like talc and a cream. <laughs> Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Uh, Chandler's not here. Well, you can help me. Okay. Listen, I'm in Elizabeth's bathroom. Nice. No, I, I got really hot in my leather pants, so I took them off, but they must have shrunk from the, the sweat or something, or, or my legs expanded from the heat. But I, I, I can't get them back on, Joey. I can't. Oh. Do you see any, like, powder? Powder? Yeah, yeah, I have powder. Good, good, okay. Sprinkle some of that on your legs. It'll absorb some of the moisture, and then you can get your pants back on. Yeah, hold, yeah, hold on. They're not coming on, man. Um, you see any, uh, oh, Vaseline. Oh, I see lotion. I have lotion. Will that work? Yeah, sure. Throw some of that on there. Hold on. They're still, they're still not coming on, man. And the lotion and the powder have made a paste. Anyway, you've had enough of the Friends discussion. Um, but I suppose... In America, they, there's always just going to be a chasm compared with what happened in England, because I was a teenager. Well, I mean, what were you into as a teenager? Boys? Netball? Coffee? Well, you're smoking? Trying, you're trying everything, yeah. You're smoking, you're yeah. drinking, yeah. playing sports, you're fig- discovering music. Did you do a keg stand? What's a keg stand? We, you go upside down and you drink a ke- keg of beer through a straw or something. Is that what that is? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Did you do it? Yeah. I remember my... Um, you don't drink a whole keg, 88 pints. No, no. Usually you do it for a count. So somebody else is holding... It's terrible. I would never want, like, looking back. No wonder, God. Imagine having your kids do something like that. It's so stupid. But yeah, I remember my friend Grace used to throw parties all the time in our house and we did... We put the kegs in the bathtub upstairs, and I remember she's still. They're probably still to this day. There's footmarks all over the ceiling of the um, shower area. Yeah, but that's funny. That's memories. Yeah, memories. And you're in Marblehead. It's mainly just getting chased down by the police everywhere because the police were always going. There's nothing, you know. There's no crime in that town, so there's just they're just chasing down 15 year olds. Drinking parties, yeah. But yes, yeah, so America in the 90s. Uh, is it what we saw in American Pie? Because now culture has homogenized and we know what's going on. They've got fucking tattoos and anxiety over there as well. It's no different. When you see someone, they could be from Alabama or Brighton. You would never know. But back then, it's still a mystery. But here, it was all this. What you saw the other night, or earlier in the episode, was uh, what people were like then. Harrington Coates. You know, white guys singing, going to football. You know, that was the kind of dominant culture. But because it was a, a replay of the 60s here, yeah, that is probably much more significant than whatever it was in America or anywhere else. I'm glad I had it. I'm glad I was a teenager in the 90s. The 20s in the first 10 years of 2000s wasn't that bad. We haven't got as bad as the lot now. They just can't get a job, can they? They have to work for free for like two years. Economy was better in the 90s, though. Blair and Clinton and... Right? Business was booming. What's your favourite president ever? That's got to be Obama. Obama, man. Obama's my man. Uh... So... Those guys didn't think I would do it. I told you I was going to do it. Yeah, um, my sign-off at work at the moment is when they go low, we go high, Michelle Obama. Who do you reckon came up with that? Her or him or who? Do you reckon they were sorting a cracker? Yeah. Yeah. They are very good speechwriters, anyway. 
something from Quadrophenia. We've had clips of Quadrophenia throughout this episode. You don't even realise. <laughs> I didn't know. We're in Brighton Seafront. This is probably the hotel that Sting worked in as a bellboy. Farm, as the law gives us power, this court will not fail to use the prescribed penalties. It may perhaps discourage you and others of your kidney who are infected with this vicious virus that you'll be ordered to pay a fine of 75 pounds. I'll pay now if you don't mind. Oh yeah, what's the story about that? You told me that story once. Oh, about... Oh no, it was about... Sting's in Quadrophenia and Sting's not a mod. So that's kind of interesting. It's about Elton John trying to stop the wind. Yeah. Is that your... Oh no, that's in the Plaza Hotel in the late 90s when he was on drugs. Elton John rang the reception and go, can you do something about the wind? <laughs> what a tosser. No, he's not a tosser. He's from Pinna, he's written them some good songs, but he probably needs to give back now. He needs to give back to the music industry. I say that specifically because he's one of the most outspoken about like um, picking up and advertising young yeah. people that he likes. So yeah. he should take it to the next level and actually, you know, start a label or start something that would... He's got a kid now, so he doesn't care about that as much. But like, there was a clip I saw the other day of him and Noel Gallagher, and I was thinking, look at you two arseholes, like scrubbing each other's backs. Why don't you invest, you know, if you're interested in music, it this much it's fucking dying out and you're sitting there talking about your new shit albums you know they should get back and I like both of those guys but it's weird isn't it even Springsteen playing on Broadway earning like a million dollars a night like really you should be probably doing something else singing Born to Run every night like fucking hell man come on he's been doing it his whole life the truth comes out so you're not you, you don't support this theater. it's becoming an oldies act like not really and it's very self-absorbed I'm quite wary of stuff like that now even doing this podcast like I said earlier in the episode I'm wary of being self-absorbed because there's a problem in society with attention seeking with like and Springsteen's had enough therapy to know that really he needs to move on now yeah he did write those 15 songs that he's played every night and they're about him but he's not I mean maybe he's gonna die or something later in the year why is he doing it introspective period he's done the book right and so he's been in a very kind of inward journey but celebrate it like Liam's doing there sing along let's have a good time but you know it's not so serious yeah daddy didn't love me or whatever fuck that you've got to rise above that I still think you'd give your left arm to see it no I wouldn't well if I was in New York I'd maybe try and get in but I'm not paying more than $150 it's very expensive exactly I mean, that's the audience, like Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg. Like, it's, it's for the 1%. That's the thing. And he's, like, confessing in it. Oh, the working man. Anyway, I go on about Springsteen every episode. So that's it, the Britpop episode. What are, what are your... Rate your favourite Britpop bands, one to five, one oh, I've being... I've done that recently. There's been a lot of introspection on my behalf and a lot of looking at the 90s because of this resurgence by Liam and all that the bands that mean the most and the bands that are the best is two different things but the ones that mean the most are to me Oasis Ocean Colour Scene Paul Weller, probably, in that time. And he's not a Britpop band, but he technically is a Britpop act. Um, Supergrass. Oh, I'm Blur. Blur do mean something to me. What about the guy who's doing the push-ups in the video? That's Travis. They're not a Britpop band. They're where it went wrong. Although I like them. Them and Coldplay made it just blokes who are nice, wearing jumpers and that. So that's where it went wrong. Because people. Uh, no, not really. 
they're one of the decent bands. There was a wave of bands, obviously, in the noughts, which is like the Libertines, and then the White Stripes and the Strokes. The media tried to shove that down our throat, even though it wasn't the same. Um, one horse town. Though. The Thrills, yeah. Well, they're a band that I like. They weren't big. The bands I like, like the Coral, the Thrills, and the Stands, they were just kind of Britpop '60s retro type bands, but they didn't make it like Oasis and all that did. Yeah. So yeah, that's the journey. Did thrills on the podcast at all? I haven't, but they shouldn't really be getting played on the Britpop special, should they? There's a song I really like called the T- Till the Tide Creeps In and we can play that to finish this podcast now but is there anything else to say live from Brian? What do you love about Brian? What do you not like about Brian? Let's see. What do you not like about Brian? It's a bit pikey-ish, isn't it? Um, People are a bit moody in the bars and that. I don't, see, I don't know. I mean, well, yeah, maybe. But I thought, so far, I think people have been pretty chatty. There's some bitter people, like, in the New York bars that, that are still just, like, after uni, ten years later, working in a bar. Doesn't it seem like any of the coastal towns, so, like, um, you know, Southampton and Portsmouth and stuff like that, there's a real, like, chav yep. aspect to it, kind of more so than the... I am a southerner, though. I like coming down to the coast. Thanks to Brighton, thanks for the relaxation, thanks to Liam, thanks to all the Britpop bands who are still going. Um, we're going to finish now by the tide with Till the Tide Creeps In by the Thrills. This episode doesn't really have a sponsor, or does it have a sponsor? What's a 90s thing? The Monster Munch flavour, beef and onion Monster Munch, which they brought back a few years ago. But is there a, a it's real 80s. snack that is... There probably was an Oasis flavor crisp or something because they were so big. What would an Oasis flavored crisp taste like? They're a bit salty, aren't they? So there'd be salt and vinegar, maybe. But maybe there'd be cheese and onion. They're a northern band, so would it be, I don't know, gravy flavor chips? That doesn't really exist. That's a hard question. I mean, what flavor crisp would you be? Mull on that and save it for the crisp episode. That leads on to our crisp episode. Other episodes we've got lined up is an episode on So Far Sounds, where I present So Far Sounds, the whole night of me doing that with various drunk idiots. We're being quite retrospective and introspective here, but it's the end of the year, it's not the end of our lives. And we'll see you next time. Here is The Thrills. Bonjour. Bye. Bye. Dance till the tide creeps in